0: thursdays which means we will most likely get off the rails sarah gonzalez how are you i'm good oh no, my gosh don't you lie to me so don't you lie to me
1: good there is nothing crazy going on in my
0: personal life nothing everything's fine you know the thing about it what are you doing hiding my double chin <laughs> <laughs> no that. hiding this baby let it out um you know the thing about the position that we find ourselves in sometimes is um i have people who will say to me from time to time oh you've changed you've become okay well i tell you what you have millions of people over the space of 10 years come at you day in and day mm-hmm. out let's see how you hold up mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. but it's one thing when you have you know you're kind of being attacked by lots of little things just gnats and mosquitoes that are ding 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 all the time But a lot of times we have situations where you have other people who actually have some really big influence and Mm -hmm. then they start crap and Mm -hmm. it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Yeah. I've had to deal with it. You've had to deal with it. I mean, it's an impossible situation. Yeah. And if you fight back or you push back on anything then you look like you're You're the bad guy. And it's like, nah, I just really want to kind of keep my head down and Mm -hmm. move forward. It's
1: unfortunate that um, at times I guess we're the only adults in the room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot I've of children had, that work in this look, industry. I, listen, I, there are a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are ego driven, <clears throat> yes. who are vanity driven. Yeah. And there's people out there who try to get attention by being martyrs mm-hmm. themselves or victims in a way, And the martyr slash victim, um, two different things, but let's put throw them in the same category while we're thinking about it. And then you have people out there that just know that they're not going to get attention unless they're stirring crap up. Right. 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 And I know those people. And then people want to come to their defense. you always knew that about that person. No, you, you really don't know shit because you've only heard one side of the story and half of that. I, I get it. You know I get it. I get people out there on their little Instagram deals trying to, you know, come at me and say their little things. And, and I'm like, listen, I've made some mistakes in my life. Mm-hmm. But what do you want me to do? You want me to spend the rest of my life? making making up doing some kind of penance for that for right for what that, for what complete strangers yeah for what did i what did i tell me what i did to you tell me what to i you. took away from your right. life right that was so detrimental to you did i cause you to lose a job did i caused you to no i don't think so mm-hmm. you know i've i've i make amends to the people that need to be make the amends need to be made to um but other than that, I don't owe you anything, mm-hmm. you know, and you get stuff you thrown at you. And it's like, if you fight back, you push back, yeah. then, then you're the one who, you know, and then people say, oh, just ignore them. What well, we do. you right. have no idea. Right. Anyway,
1: it's very difficult to ignore something when you're, you know, your integrity is being challenged. Yeah. But I don't know. rise above or whatever.
0: If anybody has integrity, you do. I mean... That's for sure. I appreciate that. I know you as well as anybody.
1: I appreciate that.
0: And, you know, you keep your head down and go to work. Me? Not so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I have integrity. I just have done questionable things in my life. Who hasn't? I'm, I like to party. I used to like to party. Not anymore. Now I just go sit by the fire at the Texican Court.
1: Stop telling people <laughs> See? where
0: you're at. See? Didn't I say yesterday? Didn't I say that? if i bring that up sarah i have a public schedule people always know where i'm at
1: i was about to say you like relaxing at this really cool
0: mm-hmm. hotel
1: that you found mm-hmm. and then you just blurted it out
0: ah, well, so it's not
1: gonna be up. relaxing anymore because people are gonna start showing they up and won't finding you
0: they won't come there i, I stay in the gated part <laughs> <laughs> i stay in the room with the door shut that's the gated part so it's all good <laughs> Uh, well, are we in World War III yet? Is anything happening? I mean, did, did Jane Fonda hurt your feelings mm. at all by saying that she sh- that we should murder? Murder. She's thought about murder when it comes to pro-life politicians.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I I... I I wasn't shocked to hear that from Jane Fonda at all. I mean, basically, you have the entire Democrat Party who's a death cult. So they love to murder people. They they love murdering in the womb. They love murdering outside the womb. They love letting people out of prison so that they can murder more people. Mm-hmm. They love murdering people with a uh, maybe a jab or something. They like they just really love euthanasia. Murder. They love uh, yeah they love murdering people who are yeah. mentally you know uh, depressed whatever can't can't handle what's going yeah. on. They want to push them into killing themselves they just
0: really love death they do now here's my thing here's what i'm thinking so we saw the bank collapse Mm -hmm. with svb and some others that have happened and now the fdic is basically broke because now they're going to take all of theirs to fund back Mm -hmm. on this stuff so when it all collapses when it all comes down it's going to be interesting to see these uh celebrity lefties who have lived in their ivory towers for so long suddenly it's going to be an even playing field and uh they're going to get devoured Mm. because they've done nothing but have people serve them and wait on them and pander to them and listen to their words so we saw just how quick a fortune could disappear and i mean a fortune could disappear what happens when these guys suddenly find themselves, well, like peons, like me and you, you know? Right. Uh, it could happen. Yeah. I, I, and I think at some point, it's going to happen to some degree. I'm envisioning like um,
1: an analogy that involves The Walking Dead. And <laughs> let me tell you, those are the people who do not make it out
0: No. alive. They, they do don't. not, no they don't they're the ones that are clutching their pearls and oh my god and suddenly they're next thing you know they're being cannibalized by their mexican servants <laughs> <laughs> they just turn on them immediately you know oh i cook your filet mignon <laughs> <laughs> that mexican servant kind of had a french yeah a little bit but yeah it's the same point they're still dead um Yeah. I I, I, like You see how fast something like that can turn? I mean, how will we ever, when the apocalypse hits, Brandon, how do you think we'll ever survive without movies? Like, what will I do without the next feature on Netflix of Nicolas Cage? You know? Well, you see, my plan is I looked up where the closest Amazon hub is, and I'm just going to go loot that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you'll probably come out with a drone or you know, I'll come out with all sorts of fittings. useless shit but I'll have stuff to trade <laughs> you'll have a bunch of stuff <laughs> I uh I, have you noticed my truck out in the parking lot I it, haven't seen it today yeah see I've been parking in the in the alternate parking lot because oh. I got my big trailer on the back of it and like at this stage I'm not taking my trailer off I'm just gonna drive <sighs> you're around you're just gonna leave it on Yeah.
1: it's way more of a pain in the ass to drive when it has a trailer
0: on it yeah but if shit goes down let me tell you <laughs>
1: That's I like my, your your instead of your go bag, it's your go trailer. It's
0: my trailer. Some people have a go bag, not me. You just have a trailer. I have a trailer. <laughs> people are like, why don't you get that wrapped with your name on it and stuff like that? And I'm like, have you ever met Sarah Gonzalez? <laughs> have you ever watched my show? <laughs> That's
1: uh, gonna be a big no from me. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, not. I want
0: to remain nondescript. Don't want people that. knowing who but you are. No, I could I could survive a year in that trailer. Yeah, and I could just live in the trailer. I'm not taking it off. No, it's pretty much my Armageddon vehicle now.
1: That is so funny. You've seen
0: the front of my truck. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You've seen my road armor bumper on oh, that yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I call it the protest buster. People are <laughs> like, why do you have that on? It? Don't 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 you worry about me. Doesn't that kill your fuel mileage? Don't you worry about me. I'm okay. The cage on the front of that truck? Pff, let's go. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it does it feel incredibly safe every time you drive your truck? Yeah it's gigantic but like i look at it and i'm like man if you get hit like things are just bouncing off of you at this point.
0: yeah because it's been hit like i uh i've been hit a couple of times you you look at my rear passenger or my rear driver's side door it's dented in from where somebody decided to merge a little Mm -hmm. too fast and then some deer have hit the other side of it, you know. While I was doing seventy five miles an hour, people were like, "Dude, you stop!" I was like, "Didn't even feel it. Yeah. Just looked in the rearview mirror and <laughs> saw, saw that it. son of a bitch spinning out there on <laughs> Highway Six in Texas." Um, and, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it's going down the road." I mean, those—that's legit. I'm am driving in a, a steel steel death match right there. You really I am, are. I am the octagon.
1: Yeah, I would feel. I just can't get over the. I can't drive things that are that big. Oh, it's so big. Yeah, it's I so just big. can't. I'm I mean, I drove like I drove. I drove the the biggest uh, Infinity. What is it? The QX80. I test drove that, and I was like, "Oof! This is this is way too big for me. I got to get out." Yeah. I would not survive in a,
0: a Sarah in her Porsche. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I Don't be telling people what I drive, okay? No, I'm not no, like listen, you. Listen,
0: here's the thing. Here's what I want to point out. You know, Sarah comes here and is like, my personal life. Er, she's crying in her Porsche. Er. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my Porsche that I earned.
0: You did earn it.
1: And paid for with it. my money. Yeah.
0: Make, Thank you. Making more money than a lot of dudes I know. Most hey, dudes I know. All the dudes cars I know. To have a good crying. If you're going to do it, at least do it. In, there's worse cars that have a good crime. You get to do it in style, at least. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Hell Thank yeah. you, Brandon. Yeah.
1: I, and I will say, now that you've outed me on what kind of car I drive, <laughs>
0: um, it's funny because... There's you know, a lot of different types of Porsches.
1: Well, right. Well, fair. But, um, you know, don't you love it when people come at you on social media like, you, oh, get a real job. Yeah. Get a real job as if the only thing I do is tweet all day. And I'm like, honey. Yeah. I'm
0: good. Being all right, (laughs)
1: I'm
0: I'm good. I love that. Yeah, like don't give up your day job. I was like, Oh boy, if you knew exactly,
1: I'm like, I have like 10 day jobs. Yeah, and
0: if you knew how much being stupid pays, (laughs) (laughs) you there's an art to being this stupid. I assure you of that. People are like, Oh, it's all about the grift, it's all about the money grab. No, 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 I'd say the things I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I've never compromised that. Um. Did you see, by the way, where uh, uh, Chip Roy, congressman from Texas, endorsed Ron DeSantis? I did. I, it's weird to me. You start endorsing people that aren't running. I thought so too.
1: I thought that's that's a very strange political move. Yeah. For Chip, I, I love Chip.
0: I love Chip. He's a good friend. Um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't, me,
1: for me as well. And but, I'm not
0: going to text him and be like, "Bro, what's up?" Uh,
1: although I, want I was to, tempted though.
0: I was tempted to. I know. Me too. Uh. I, I, it's just, I don't need to know the answer. I can probably put two and two together, but yeah. Um, just a weird move. Well, I just, you don't want that for Chip
1: because he's been so strong in the Congress where we need him and you don't want people calling him a globalist and all this other you know, yeah. garbage that's going to get attached to him. I just wish he would
0: focus on doing what he's doing Yeah, in do Congress. your job. Yeah. Do your job. Let's don't get into races that aren't being run Please. yet.
1: <laughs> Please. But, I don't even want to get into it when it is run. Yeah, (laughs) let's not get into it before.
0: Yeah, I think I I think um, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's never caused me to shy away. I think Chip Roy is going to run for John Cornyn's seat for Senate in uh, Texas. I think that's what's going to happen there.
1: I had a conversation with him about that um, a couple weekends ago. Hmm. And I, you know, I don't know how much I want to share, but I think it's definitely something that's being he Understands that many people want him to do that.
0: A lot of people want him to it do that. It gets being considered. So you heard it here first on the Chad Breather Show. Yeah. Sorry, Chip. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I don't. And hey, listen, if he can endorse Ron DeSantis, who's not running, that's I can fair. endorse Chip Roy, that's who's fair. not running for John Cornyn's seat.
1: And that's a much less controversial thing to do, by the way.
0: Right. Because nobody likes John Cornyn. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. So, you know, I, I had questions as to, well, I won't get into... The things I do know, because it ain't my business to tell, you know. Oh. Well, I mean, I had questions about other people potentially running for John Cornyn's seat. and I see. Then it was like, yeah, no, I think it's going to be Chip Roy. Oh, so, good. 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 I hope so. Uh, I think between Ted Cruz and, and Chip Roy, senators from Texas, I think it'd be great.
1: Yeah, Ted Cruz is, eh.
0: I think it's fine for now.
1: He's fine for now. Uh, okay. I'll fine agree with now. you there.
0: Yeah. I, I think there's, there's far better than we could do. We yes. could do far better. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Somebody want to know why I did not wear your makeup last week. Like, Cause it won't come off.
1: It's true. That is true. And also, do you think I want to put my brand on his face? <laughs> did you like what you saw there? Did that, was that, was that attractive to you? Did, does that make you want to go buy some of my makeup?
0: No. Mm. I don't know. There's probably some kinky ass people out there. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of want to see what kind of shade of mauve I was wearing.
1: I should go, I should uh, I should enable a coupon code on American Beauty by Sarah, Chad's Pads. <laughs> Get an extra 20% off with promo code Chad's Pads.
0: Oh, American Beauty by
1: com.
0: Uh, okay, let's take a break. Uh, you might remember on a recent episode, I was singing the praise of an all-natural supplement called Liver Health Formula. Uh, how it works, great to rejuvenate your liver, reignite your metabolism, burn fat, boost energy, fight fatty liver that affects 100 million Americans. Well, the good folks over there put together a short presentation that shares four warning signs of a damaged or fatty liver. The warning sign Number two is downright scary, and you can go watch that free presentation and learn more about your liver health right now. So head over to checkyourliver.com chad. Again, that's checkyourliver.com slash chad. Don't move. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Um, Let's uh, let's take a little break from Sarah Gonzalez being on the couch. My buddy Luke Coffey's here. Luke's uh, he's kind of been through it. He is a living, uh, living soul that uh, has been dealing with this nightmare um, consequences, ramifications, whatever you want to call them from January 6th. You were there. You were there. Uh, What happened with you? January
2: 6th. Uh, Chad, thanks for having me on the show. Good to see you. Uh, it's been a nightmare of, uh, 26 months. Um, I was out, uh, January 6th as a Trump supporter. I went just also as a filmmaker to document the day. I knew there were going to be a ton of people There were upwards. They think of, uh, you know, a million plus at the ellipse alone. I have yeah. about four hours of footage, um, that show what an incredible day it was. It was the, you know, salt of the earth type people that just were freedom loving Americans that were, I mean, it wasn't all about Trump. It was people that saw the writing on the wall that were on the door of communism. And, uh, you know, I was interviewing former CCP Chinese Americans that escaped communism. They saw what was coming and they were there to be the whistleblowers, the, you know, watchmen and tell us, Hey, this is what's happening. Cuban Americans were there. Um, But it was just a, it was like a mix between, you know, I've described it as like a 4th of July, like, you know, music festival meets like a revival. Um, People praying everywhere. I mean, the most spirit-filled day I've ever experienced in my life. And I was there at the ellipse till it cleared out and honestly had no intention to go up to the Capitol and uh, was, you know, filming with two different cameras. Both my cameras died. And was headed back to my hotel um, and I'd lost my buddy um, who had made it back to the hotel and I was just gonna go take a nap recharge my batteries um, and uh, literally as I was headed back um, there are three guys that came running up to me saying we need a uh, Patriots there's people dying inside the Capitol and the, this was still about a half a mile from the capital It's about three forty-five in the afternoon and most of our f- cell phone services you know the, the service didn't work unless you had the newest latest iphone and i don't know if that was on purpose or not but the 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 cell service was jammed and like i had people that had called warning me one of which was my father just saying don't go up to the capitol so i knew nothing that was going on but yeah. i did uh had been warned by a buddy who was former naval intelligence officer that said that said coffee be careful There could be, you know, false flag, BLM, Antifa, making it look like Trump supporters. So I went up there with like the scales off that looking for any, you know, potential of it being like a false flag incident. You know, our country, uh, our CIA has done this across the world in color revolutions where you make it look like the opposition party And uh, you know, and these guys that came running up to me, it was already odd. Like, why are you running away from the Capitol? Um, and trying to recruit people to go up there yeah and uh, so Chad as I made it up there there's probably f- they, they think upwards of 40 to sixty thousand people are already there there were no barriers there were no cops telling me uh, that I couldn't go I didn't see one sign that said no no trespassing beyond this point um, in fact there were people in the you know scaffolding towers all surrounded and I just assumed that I knew there were going to be speakers there Franklin Graham um, uh, Alex Jones, they were going to be speaking. Um, so I just assumed that you were allowed up there. Mm-hmm. All of us J6 defendants have trespassing charges. Um, so by th- with that, it, we should there should be, I guess, 60,000 people that should have trespassing charges. Yeah, no kidding. So by the time I got up there, and I've told this story multiple times, that um, and I, I've worked in the film industry for 20 years, I've done some. Um, part-time acting stuff, just as more as a side gig for fun. Um, but been mainly a producer and director. As I was walking up, there were the same line. It was like straight out of Backstage West, like they, had, you know, had hired these actors to uh, to, and they gave them like a scripted line that said, "There's people dying inside. We need patriots." And they were talking about Ashley Bat. There was a woman that was killed, and and uh, and I'm I'm not saying that that wasn't legit because I, I'm I believe that was. But they had, that was the scripted line that there are people dying inside and we need patriots up there. There was, there was a guy on the scaffolding tower who's never been charged or arrested on a bullhorn yelling, we need everyone to move up, grab your weapons. There were no weapons. No, no people right. had any weapons that day. We're the most populated country, with you know, that has the most, you know, guns. weapons, yeah. guns, you know, in the in in the world. Yet there was not one found that day. So, as I made it up there, though, I, I you know, I, felt called by the Holy Spirit to go up there and and get de-escalate as much as possible tell people to stop and pray i I mean i went up there thinking that they're going to try they're trying to escalate this thing yeah and and i in my mind chad they wanted this to be what they described it more like you know uh pearl harbor or 9-11 which is just ridiculous you know they had that narrative ready before i even made it back to my hotel yeah that day but as i walked um Past this one guy, he had blood running down his face, and he looked like he did. He did not look like a Trump supporter. The media age that day was like boomer age, like blue hairs that were like complaining about. I don't know if I can walk at a mile half up yeah, there. I've been to those. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was these. This guy was uh, saying the same thing. We need patriots, but he's walking away from basically the West Side Terrace tunnels where I ended up near, and he, and he's getting everybody, and he has blood like just streaming down his face. And as I got closer, I was like, that's stage blood. That is not legit blood. And I wiped it off the guy's face as I was passing it. And I was like, people, this is fake blood, you know? And there was real blood that day, but I'm saying they were trying to, there were actors there, there were, and I've I've done enough castings as a commercial director for the last 15 years in Dallas where I've seen bad actors and they stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, they were just like, it was the same scripted line and they were not believable. And they didn't look like us you know so as i you know i was showing that I, I i got on a bullhorn and saying they're trying to escalate this stay calm and literally as i was walking up there it was this beautiful um people were singing first the star-spangled banner and they went into amazing grace at the same time they start firing munitions into the crowd flashbangs tear gas um later but into this peaceful crowd so everybody was confused it was like you know satan in my opinion came in and entered chaos and confusion we were like why is our why our own you know this is the people's house why are the the dc metro and Capitol police firing on these people you know and there were pockets of violence we i walked underneath right by the west side terrace tunnel there were people in black top gear that looked like Antifa that were breaking the wind, trying to break the windows and everyone's yelling, Antifa, Antifa. And I've seen the video of this, you know, and, and they're trying to grab these people from, from down, um, you know, pull them off and stop them and, and exposing their, they were trying to expose the people that weren't the Trump people that were causing the violence, causing uh, you know, the, uh, the damage to the property. So as I get closer and I had no intention to even insert myself, much less I wasn't even planning on going to the Capitol that day. But I, as I got closer, they deployed a, it's called, it's a, uh, some specialized O2 gas inside the tunnel. Okay. And as there was, there's was this tunnel where people were walking in and I've seen the three hour footage, they let people in this tunnel, Chad, and and then they brought in the, back, the, the Capitol Police and D.C. Metro and started pushing them out. So that over that three-hour period, they came back and pushed all these people because they had entered through this door. But they had, it was unguarded. There was no one there. They let them enter. And then they start pushing it out. So, and there were, there were commercial-grade cameras set up that, that had to be placed there. Yeah. They, they 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 that didn't come up there when there were already 60,000 people up there. They were with like little mini skeleton crews filming like the HBO documentary. The angle they use, I'm in that documentary. Um and it's it's like right set up to capture the West Side Terrace tunnel where the most violence was that day. Yeah. So they deploy this tear gas. It's complete just uh pandemonium, chaos. People are, are the cops are pushing. They're all, mind you, in their stormtrooper outfits, um, and start tumbling down the uh, the the West Side Terrace uh, staircase. There's women. There's there and, and there were people pushing all these people against the cops, so and saying push push that we're not Trump supporters. Yeah. And I was right outside of it. I was viewing all this, and and then the tear gas is deployed, and it literally takes the oxygen out of out of the air, and they're in a you're, they're sardines in a can in a closed environment, which as, you know, I've talked to, uh, you know, excessive use of force um, specialists, and they said, you, you do not do that in a closed space. Right. And so these people tumble down the staircase and are three to four people deep. I hear women calling. I can't breathe. I'm dying. And so I that's when I did jump into action, you know, for for tyranny for the evil of tyranny to to you know go forward what's the quote it's it takes yeah. good men to do nothing and yeah. so i i'm a i'm a single man i have my own i had my own business that's that's been muchly hurt by the much hurt by this whole thing but i was like i'm going up there i'm going to help these people i'm not this is not worth anyone dying over a rally but well, hang on a second because yeah. we got a couple
0: of minutes here yep. the, the um And then after that, at what point in time, when it's all said and done, I mean, you see all this stuff, you know there's a lot of fake stuff that's going on. There's bad stuff, but there's also fake
2: stuff that's going on. When did you know you were in trouble? Okay, so essentially uh, what Tucker has, has, has cracked the dam, and we need to know, people need to know that four Trump supporters died that day. Yeah. Okay? We know about Ashley Babbitt. You don't know about Roseanne Boyland, who literally died right next to me. Right. And she was beat by uh, Officer Lila Morris, a DC DC Metro cop that was was, uh, elevated to hero status. They took her to the Super Bowl, and she has been cleared of her actions that day. You can see her wailing away on on her unconscious body. Roseanne's right next to me. Um, Right when I... uh, I I heard the Lord say, go stand in the gap. And I walked up there and put, um, and basically this. I'm accused of assaulting Lila Morris and which, uh, you know, assault with a deadly weapon, a crutch was at my feet. I was immediately attacked and sprayed with, uh, different types of chemical spray. So I picked up the crutch and I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please stop this. They kept hitting me. And uh, then I used it to block and I pushed into the line of Capitol police in full storm trooper outfits with plastic shields. And since then, my whole my uh, my life has been turned upside down. So there's a bot to
0: that story. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time on it. But the uh, you've you've already spent some time in jail. They had you ready to go. And and again, you got another trial coming up in August with this thing. So how can people help you?
2: Yeah. Well, you can go to stophate.com. dot com. There's, uh, there's we, you need to just share. We we are we need to as righteous believers in God we need to share truth okay and expose the lies okay Um right. stophate.com backslash j6 has calls to action it has uh, you can mail uh, send mail to the there's over a hundred people in that have taken their they've lost their rights they're in prison still by the grace of God I was released after 45 days and I did 20 days on home arrest and with um, an ankle monitor and there's fundraisers there's you can pray for these people go to the and go to the american gulag chronicles or we have a book called the letters from prison dot us that supports all prisoners that uh, are locked up we need to pray expose 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 because literally the truth will set us free Chad, i mean yeah. so that's uh,
0: dude we're praying for you thank you buddy supporting you any way we can luke coffee hang tight we'll be right back thank you Oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I'm back. Right. Welcome back. Thanks. Welcome back. All right. I got to wax eloquent. Let me see if I can. Hmm. 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 Guys, you remember that little piece of American history known as The Office? Did you watch The Office? You I you a did. big fan of The yeah. Office? I like The Not
1: Office. a huge fan, but it, I mean, it's yeah. good. It's a good
0: yeah. comedy. Well, I, I like it. You've heard of The Office. Yeah. It was British comedy. Then it became an American comedy. I like it um i mean i don't care if you're a baby in utero right now you probably are aware of the office on some level well rain wilson who played uh, dwight schroot he came out recently with a tweet that's bound to land him in a whole heaping pool of hot water now in order to have context for that tweet you got to be aware of a currently running show on hbo max called the last of us fortunately everyone including the same babies in utero i mentioned earlier are also aware of this show and I've been watching it religiously, but on the off chance that you're one of the five people in the world who haven't been, let me give you a brief overview. Uh, Mushroom zombies are eating the world, and one man has to take one young lady who's immune to a hospital where her blood could be used to synthesize a cure. That's pretty much the story. And in the episode which Rain Wilson references, these two heroes of the story come across a village of people who have become a religious cult and are led by an evil cannibalistic pedophile pastor named David So. Uh, Raines Wilson's tweet he said I do think there's an anti-Christian Bias in Hollywood as soon as the character Of David started reading from the Bible I knew that he was going to be a Horrific villain could there be a Bible reading preacher on a show who is actually Loving and kind Well the answer of course uh, Is no in hollywood the general rule is that if you have a christian character and especially a character of any sort of moral authority he or she must either be a colossal idiot or a demonic asshat in the case of this episode of the last of us of course we get the more common you know one in the latter version in the form of a preacher who not only has his followers committing acts of cannibalism but who is also not too concerned about the age of his sexual prey so folks i'm going to take this in a slightly different direction than what you might think i'm going to say and and um, Anyway, here's why The Last of Us is actually a good show. It's really good, in fact. It's well shot, well directed, well acted, pretty much well, everything. It has excellent production value. This is, in short, a mainstream, top-of-the-line Hollywood effort. Unlike a lot of other television series on tap these days, this one clearly has a team of writers and editors who care, who pay attention to details and make sure that the best possible product gets put out. And yet, and yet, they have a character like this who is an absolute stereotype, the Hollywood stereotype of Christians. And it sucks. I mean... It's just so on the nose that a fellow Hollywood actor, one who's not even a Christian because Rain Wilson is a member of the Baha'i faith, a fellow Hollywood actor is pointing it out. And do you know what that tells me? they got nothing. They've been running us Christians down for decades now, and the pendulum is finally swinging back because they've exhausted every arrow they had in their arrogant quiver. Now, I do believe, folks, that the culture is beginning to change to shift back against the capricious whims of the woke subculture, and I think that this is a fine example. They'll still try to make us all out to be villains and rubes, but even they don't have the energy to try to do it with any nuance anymore. So I don't know. Maybe I've got the wrong notion here, but what I see is a fighter about to go unconscious, taking an effective swing that will inevitably fail to Land. It, bottom line is the jokes have all run out. Mm-hmm. They've all run out. So uh, people are tired of the stereotypes. I mentioned it yesterday that new movie, the, the Jesus Revolution. I mean, it's kicking ass. It's kicking ass at the box office. Everybody's watching that thing, going to see it. Really? Steve, oh, yeah, destroying the expectations. Huh? I mean, just they're they're blowing it up
1: now. I'm so I am so far removed from anything that's going on in
0: Hollywood. Yeah, I, I, I keep heard up. It. I see just a little bit because I'm kind of staying tuned into what Steve Dace is doing with Nefarious oh, course. And, and all of that, which and is amazing. I just want I want here's what I want to have happen. I just want Steve to be my friend. <laughs> you know, I just want Steve Dace to be my friend because when he's like a mega millionaire mm-hmm. and and he's like living in the Iowa mansions up mm-hmm. there. And he's like living in an underground bunker because he's tired of the snow in yeah. Iowa. Because he's always said that as soon as his son's out of high school, poof, he's gone. He's either going to Tennessee or Texas. And I just like, well, we get I him just, here. yeah, I just want Steve to be my buddy. So, well,
1: Steve so, is like one of my BFFs now. So I feel like I can get you in. too.
0: Like he okay. told me, he was like, Chad, you gave the first real review that got me excited about the movie.
1: Aww. And I was
0: like, look, dude, I know you were a nerd in high school and I was a cool kid, but bro, you got it now like you got it now, Steve, you're special. You're good. He's awesome. He's awesome.
1: It's a, it really is a great movie. Yeah. Um, and I, re- I'm really looking forward to the public being able to, to see it. It's exciting. I, it, well, because I, I mean, you almost wish that like it hadn't, I, I don't know how to do it because I feel like it almost gives it, people think that it loses cre- credibility when they hear that it's like a a religious film, a but it's, based but it's production, right, but yeah. it's like, but it's not. Yeah, it it feels more like a horror film. But you walk away ha- feeling With like you've been right.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just so unique. I've never seen anything like it.
0: Even a Glenn Beck cameo
1: in there. Even a Glenn Beck cameo.
0: I, like I can take the faith-based stuff, but when they said Glenn Beck, I was like, what? <laughs> After the Oscars, I had this idea. We weren't able to pull it off this week, but I wanted to do I wanted to do uh an award ceremony and we'd have the Glens, and just Glenn would just dominate all the categories and give the award to himself. <laughs> <laughs> How on brand would that be? Just like, I don't deserve this, but I I I knew it was coming. You know, that would be funny. Give away little, little little trophies. We need little Glenn Beck head trophies, you know. Little well,
1: Glenn Beck bobblehead.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm still. I still. God, that reminds me. I got to send in my pictures to get my bobblehead. I,
1: I was gonna say. I remember you talking yeah, about just, that. Yeah, I, I had to
0: take a picture of myself from all four angles, and I keep forgetting. really. Yeah. Wow, that's comprehensive. Oh, let me tell you, those little Chinese people got to carve you out perfectly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. um But uh I have to take pictures from all four angles of myself. Wow. So maybe I'll get you to do that. Okay. Take pictures of me. Okay that and i'm fat i don't want a little paunch bobblehead
1: I'll, i i will i'll take we'll take the picture and then we'll have we'll have the graphics team go and like photoshop you
0: down slim me up yeah
1: slim you down and yeah. then we'll send it in
0: i'm a, a bobblehead with a double chin and a <laughs> fat belly yeah thicker than a snicker no, stop. I, could, I could have a bobble belly <laughs> that would oh be funny God. right there no, but I wanted to have the Glenns. I thought we should have an <clears throat> award ceremony. where We just just Glenn wins every category.
1: I'm not sure if Glenn thinks that this is uh, as funny as you do, but
0: I've never asked Glenn's opinion on anything <laughs> that I found humorous ever, ever, because he wouldn't like it. He did not like it, my female character. He did not like he did. He did. He thought I was very, very ugly.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, so did I. But I thought that the skit landed.
0: I think that. I think you have to look internally. I think you have to find (laughs) the inside beauty that was the Chad Pad model, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I will find that inside beauty because there sure wasn't any on the outside. No,
0: I I think it needs to be better hair. Yeah. Have been better hair yeah that was your wig. that was my wig and that was your wig.
1: It was my wig, but it looks much different on me because it wasn't meant to go on a giant man head.
0: Yeah you don't you don't have a seven and three quarters head. <laughs> like
1: it it didn't it doesn't look like that on me. no
0: it, there were <laughs> rolls and lumps in my wig because it, it was stretched like I was literally squeezed in that thing and just just this week. A week, 10 days afterwards, just this week that I get, finally get all of the goo out of my eyelashes. Yeah. On my right eye.
1: It's a, it's a serious problem. You know what? It's, I'm glad that you got a little bit of perspective of what we have to do
0: every day. I've got perspective. That's why I was selling maxi chads, (laughs) because I had started my period. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. If you're bleeding down there, you need to go to the doctor. (laughs) I just sneezed like a woman. <laughs> How about that? I felt that pain. <laughs> What's your take on this whole Drew Barrymore getting down on the floor on her knees in front of a guy? Oh,
1: my
0: God. Like, when she got down on her knees right there in front of a dude, I was like, like, "What's what's, what's happening? what are you doing? And Drew knew when she reached out and grabbed him by the hand, she knew she was holding a man hand. Oh, yeah. I don't care how many fake nails you press on there, that's still a man's hand. Look at that man leg
1: coming out of that dress. Yeah. That's a man leg. Yeah,
0: I guarantee you rub that leg, it's rough. (laughs) It is sandpaper rough. That is 80 grit right there yeah he did, he you cannot did laser, laser that enough
1: yeah i know that was the most embarrassing yeah
0: you'd have to shut that onion down a couple of layers uh, I, I i mean that was escaping. a grotesque display
1: it was so incredibly i was like i don't know what i'm more offended by the fact that she's kneeling in front of a man or
0: the horrible acting involved in this yeah it, i mean it was so over the top was, it's like i said on my show monday or tuesday i was like it's it's totally scripted yes the whole thing they planned the whole thing yes up. okay i'm fake. gonna do this we're gonna you know and they had her dressed like a man and him dressed like a yes. woman yes
1: yeah that's so, why she's wearing the ugly
0: pantsuit yeah and she's got a little whatever and uh and she's gonna get down and do that whole thing and it's like you you've had this so much longer than I have.
1: You tell me. You tell me. Uh, I wanna hear from you. And if
0: you watch that clip long enough when he's trying, when Dylan's trying to explain himself on something, she totally she, interrupts him. Yep. And yep. says, oh, by the way, thank you. Like, I, I forgot to thank the audience yeah. for being so warm thank and you accepting. Thank so much for your support. Yeah, and it totally interrupted the, the profound point that this she-he was trying to make.
1: I don't think Drew Barrymore cares about trans joy. <laughs> she doesn't care about it. That, that I heard it from Dylan Mulvaney on her show. Trans
0: joy. That's what he Dylan said. He's gonna
1: spread. He was trying to spread trans joy, and she interrupted him. She's a transphobe. Yeah. She doesn't care about She's trans joy. She's a transphobe,
0: joy. and gave no credit whatsoever to his chosen family. Yeah, none. So I don't. You know, this the chosen family was obviously the uh, people who have Dylan in the in the you know puppet hold mm-hmm. right there people who are scripting and running this whole charade behind Mm -hmm. the deal so i I thought it was grotesque it was disgusting it was was embarrassing i was so embarrassed because to me and this was my interpretation of the whole thing we beat this (coughs) horse to death but to me like if you did care about the quote real trans community people who really suffer from a gender dysphoria Mm -hmm. they feel like they are literally trapped in a body that is not their own Mm -hmm. that's horrible Mm -hmm. they're making light of that yeah that that's an atrocity to me. That is that is no compassion. I agree. So anyway, all right, you wild kids. I guess we got to take a break, Sarah. I just love our chats. I know, me too. Our little fireside chats. You know what? Here's the deal, Sarah. Oh God. oh God, Sarah, listen. Yes. You know who refuses to give a who refuses to give a good review of my podcast more than anyone. Uh myself oh oh my god me too yeah myself you know oh listen tell me and you've been in the podcasting game for a long time too so you know i want us to talk about how we can be better encouragers of one another and just oh and by the way those of you watching right now with the camera (laughs) thank you so much for just the approval and the acceptance and Thank you for loving me Thank you. when I was a woman last week. Yes. Thank you for just embracing my inner glow. Mm-hmm. And I am just, listen, the Blaze family, they are my chosen family. Mm. And, and I just want to bring Blaze joy Aww. to everybody. So, oh my God. Aww. Okay. Hang Love t- y'all. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Miss Jen Saki, Pasaki. Do you? Pork no, I body? forgot she existed. Honestly, <laughs> we were during the break. Um, Chris said, "You want to do Pasaki?" And I was like, "Is that like that hot stuff they give you that little Japanese rice liquor?" Yeah, Saki. That's just Saki. Oh, that's which just would sake. actually
1: be how her name is pronounced. I wanted so.
0: to do. I wanted to do Pasaki. That's. It's, uh, it's the hot rice liquor <laughs> that the Japanese do, but it's no. got a hint of red stuff on top. So that's Pasaki, <laughs> her red hair. Okay, we'll think about that joke.
1: Yeah. Uh, I...
0: Let's play, <laughs> surprise me with this. I don't know that I've seen this, play, play the clip. If your boss is at MSNBC, which is sort of sometimes called like a liberal Fox, I don't think that's entirely fair. If
2: you were asked to do any of that stuff, what would you say?
1: I would say no but i would never be asked that but
0: i'm asking it's an
2: if it's a hypothetical
1: well (laughs) i don't do hypotheticals a but but b look i think this is an important piece to dive into because msnbc has a very high standard of what is factual. You have to go through a process before you report things on air to make sure they are factual and you have sources. That is how news should work. Now you can have informed opinion, which is what I will share and what others will share, informed experiences, informed perspective. That is an important part of reporting as well. But there is a huge difference between uh, going out there, reporting things that are inaccurate, knowingly reporting they're inaccurate, sharing perspective
0: man all right I immediately trust MSNBC now they want to make sure that all the facts are checked and all that stuff before they report anything I mean oh I mm. forget the Mueller report or the Russian collusion story mm-hmm. or or um Lurch on there talking about how if you get the vaccine you can't give COVID away mm. you can't get it and you can't give it away you remember that Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow. Yeah. well
1: it took me a while you said Lurch and Lurch. I'm like who is Lurch yeah ah,
0: Rachel Maddow. yeah apparently did not apparently did not check those facts huh before they did all that stuff
1: that's shocking
0: uh, she kind of she kind of looked like she worked in a hospital there jensaki with that did she? outfit on with that white I, see, orderly i i thought
1: it looked like she was about to go play tennis
0: <laughs> it looked like or going to an insane asylum <laughs> yeah. one or the other maybe she fits. just broke out of that yeah
1: did you see her say the other day that um, uh, the president, like, is a night owl and sleeps in yeah. till 9 a.m. Or yeah. no, he's not awake by 9 a.m.
0: Yeah, because he's a night owl. He's up all night.
1: I'm so sure.
0: Sister, he's in bed 16 hours a day. <laughs> he's only awake for eight of the 24. I assure you. They well, got to gotta explain why he's not up there in the morning.
1: Yeah, may- maybe he, like his timing is off and he is just only awake for just a few hours and it happens to be at night so she calls him a night owl
0: can you imagine how damning it would be i mean i don't know that it would be because after all the stuff we've seen on joe biden can you imagine how damaging and damning it would be if there was like a camera where you could see his morning routine (laughs) like starting from when he wakes up to when he gets out of bed because i guarantee he like he doesn't get himself up no and get going no no he's got people who are propping him up getting him up and, Shooting
1: him up with something, yeah. getting him going, Give him
0: a little deal, mm-hmm. and I and I guarantee you that ain't a fast moving morning. It's just not. You, you remember how Trump had to hurry up and get to the bunker, you know? And yeah, I, I guarantee you they not rushing with Joe. They just no. they throw him on one of them hand trucks and lay him back right there with the wheels and just scoot him on through <laughs> like a like a dolly, you know? Whoop, there you go, put him on the elevator, take him down to the bunker. Shoo. No, well, he's very vigorous very vigorous can you imagine him in the situation room can you imagine that i mean we've seen the images of you know of the strike on the bin laden compound Mm -hmm. uh we've seen all these different visuals over the years where a military strike was going down and they're in the situation room yeah can you imagine joe in there no come on come on well, you remember when he was at the climate thing, and he sit there, and they had to go wake yeah. him up, and he's all passed out. Yeah. That was two years ago. <laughs> That's when he was a fresh prez. That's when he was the fresh prez of the Beltway. Golly, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. And he was falling asleep. I mean, think about how tired he's got to be now. Yeah. I mean, he's missing steps every week now. Like, he he tries to... I mean, that was a one-time thing. Now, his, his falling up the stairs, that is starting to increase in frequency. But don't worry, MSNBC holds themselves to a higher standard. They're going to make sure to tell you the truth. Mm. And they're going to hire the likes of Jen Psaki, Mm. who's going to be, yeah. Whose job
1: was literally to lie to Uh, the American public every day. And she
0: did. And she did. And then all you got to do is look at her. Like, here was the difference between, you want to talk about, oh, Fox News or Republicans. Here's the difference. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sarah Sanders was a great uh, press secretary. Mm -hmm. She was great. Mm -hmm. But then when she was done, they didn't take a step down. They got Kelly McEnany, who was fired. Yeah. Like she was Sarah Sanders on steroids. The best of all time. They took Jen Psaki, who was a moron, mm-hmm. and took a step down and mm-hmm. did a diversity hire with Corinne Jean-Pierre. And nobody knows what that bitch talking about. <laughs> nobody.
1: Well, that was Jen Psaki's plan to make herself look good.
0: I Man, like, guaranteed how, her a job on MSNBC. Yeah,
1: and like, how do I leave myself a good legacy? I know. Find literally the dumbest person I know and put her in my position so everyone looks back and goes, boy, we really wish we still had Saki.
0: Yeah. I wish we could fin- finish this segment with me getting on my knees in front of you one more time, Sarah. Just one more time. <laughs> I was time. good with just the one. Just the one. Yeah. I think it makes all your problems fly, fly I, away.
1: I was, I was okay with I I feel like...
0: All your problems just poop, 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 really? poop, poop, poop. They did. <laughs> they did. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, I want to especially thank Sarah Gonzalez for putting up with me, but uh, Luke Coffee, make sure that you support him any way that you can. Uh, and I help him out. He's got a lot of legal battles in front of him. And of course we're seeing more and more of these stories that are coming out and are being heard. we got to keep on spreading that, uh, spreading those stories and make sure that the real full story, not what the mainstream media wants you to hear, uh, we need to hear those real stories. Uh, you can do that with independent broadcasters like Blaze. And you need to subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and make sure you're supporting independent broadcasting so that truth gets out and those stories get told. So uh, thanks to Luke Coffey for joining me. Chadpratherlive.com. Come and see me next week at uh, uh, in Midland, Texas on the 31st. Going to be at the Wagner Noel. Go to chadpratherlive.com. And again, uh, this week, tomorrow night or uh, next week going to be Hanks and McKinney we'll see you there bye